Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Diva. Hello, Divas. This is Rachel Shelley, and you're listening to Pod Diva. <laughs> If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. It's February, the month of love. And today on the Diva Debrief, I'm joined by Diva Magazine Editor Supreme, the lusciously divine and delightfully lyrical, Roxy Bordion. Roxy, <laughs> are you feeling the love? Are you riding the love train today? Hello, Rachel. This is Roxy Bordion. I am indeed feeling the love and riding that love train. Thank you for such a lovely thrill. It's not just an introduction. It's a Rachel Shelley for Pod Diva for February introduction it is the month of love <laughs> roxy and everyone people all over the world joining hands start the love train the love train and it is of course lgbt plus history month so we got to look at that as well but which it's all kind of connected it's all about love definitely and there was a lovely little morsel that you had in your editor's letter at the beginning of the magazine roxy which is all about how history is layered We're always acting on the foundations, however small, that have been laid by others. Would you mind reading it? Let's do it. I am, I'm happy to be asked. Would you set the love train in motion, Roxy? Will you take us <laughs> to the first station? Not first base, by the way. First station. Will you take us to the first station? Okay, all aboard. Toot toot. Let's do this. <laughs> LGBT plus History Month is a glorious opportunity to remember our queer forebearers who lived boldly and loved bravely despite the very real possibility of peril. They paved the way for us. The beauty and pain of their existence meant that one day we might feel that little bit freer to embrace our truest selves. I hope this issue inspires you to make some queer history of your own. When I read that, I thought that was just beautiful, Roxy. It's a really, I think it's a really fascinating issue this month. And it's full of quite surprising features, fascinating little insights into different people's lives, historical figures and contemporary ones. How was it for you, Roxy? Were there any extreme obstacles that you had to overcome when you were putting this little beauty to bed? I mean, you have the awesome actress, Emily Hampshire, from Schitt's Creek on the cover. I mean, how was that? 
Oh, it was fabulous. Well, first of all, thank you so much for your lovely, kind words, Rachel. You know, I I don't dislike a compliment. <laughs> Glad you liked the editor's letter. Glad you liked the issue. Emily Hampshire is just awesome. So we're so thrilled that she is on the cover. I was a big fan of Schitt's Creek, which was such a huge hit, the comedy on Netflix. And she was, you know, obviously one of the stars of that, playing Stevie Budd in her flannel shirt and instantly becoming just a queer icon, I think. Yeah. She just wore that so well. But she is just awesome. So it's brilliant to have her looking I know. super hot and super cool on the cover. This issue, yeah, it was a really interesting one because... It's LGBT plus history month. So we want to talk about our queer history. So many of us have grown up in a world where our queer history is something we are not talked about. So it's really important that we take the opportunity to do that. I guess the challenge of that is how do you talk about the past in a way that feels fresh, exciting and relevant? Mm. How do you balance the stuff from yesteryear with the stuff from today? And I think it's quite nice that LGBT plus history month is also February when you've got Valentine's Day. So it's kind of those twin themes of of LGBT history and queer love, which work so beautifully together. They really do. They mingle together and you've absolutely hit the right note in the magazine. There's the Valentine, the celebratory, the modern, the history, but very relevant history. Mm. I really mm. like the opening piece by Ella Gauchi when... She studied history at university and she's talking about how she suddenly realizes there's this whole swathe of history that she knows nothing about. And Mm. I mean, we all know that sinking feeling when someone presumes, oh, you know, so and so, don't you? You've read that book by Thingamajig, haven't you? And you haven't. It's a horrible feeling. You feel so stupid, like I should know this. (laughs) But of course, this is what magazines like Diva are all about, are about gently, entertainingly introducing some of this information that wasn't given in schools for most of us and should have been. Mm. Ella says it was because this history was deemed provocative, salacious, poisonous, that we weren't taught this kind of history. So I think it's brilliant that there are other places Mm. and other resources where we can get them from now. Definitely. I'm so glad that you like Teller's piece. I really like Teller's piece as well. Um, And I thought she made the point really powerfully. I was thinking about this. So when I was in school in history class, like it was all kind of Tudors and trenches, like it was the Tudors, World War One and World War Two. So I still know all sorts of lovely trivia about that. Yeah. And that's great. Like I want to learn about all that stuff. But there was so much that was not explored. Obviously, like it was not diverse at all in terms of sexuality and gender also in terms of race yeah but also like I was thinking as well so the stuff they did teach us like there's loads of queer potential there that was not being tapped we did so much on the war poets Siegfried Sassoon was gay that was never mentioned loads of opportunities where they could have been Mm. telling us more Mm. they could have been showing us things and they weren't oh so it's okay for us to be educated yeah by the great works of queer people but it's not okay for us to acknowledge the fact that they are part of that community like what yeah like oh I know anyway sorry I'm getting a little rant yeah I think it's okay (laughs) this is the place for rants I think and and they're constructive rants we're sort of doing something about it which I think is brilliant and that Mm. piece that you mentioned the historical piece and they talk 
talk about the poets, Emily Dickinson, who in her letters, she's talking to another woman and she's talking about kissing this other woman and holding her in her arms. But still, in schools, it's not been taught that she was gay. And part of the reason for that is that after her death, all the good bits were cut out of her letters before they were published. Oh, yeah. It's shocking. Yeah, they just don't want to talk about it. It's not seen as an option. Two women together couldn't possibly be doing anything of note. The whole thing about whether or not in schools it's it's okay for students to learn that there are LGBTQIA people in the world and, and here's some of them and some people have two mums or whatever it is. There's this fear that hearing that gay people exist is going to turn kids gay. And that is so not the truth. That is so not the truth. Like I was gay before that. And the only thing that not hearing about that did was make me feel tortured and freakish. Like it just makes people unhappy and have problems. It's not turning people gay. It's helping people to understand each other and themselves. And it's also just the reality of the world. Oh, yes. Let's turn back to some love. It's Valentine's Day coming up. Yes. Do you have any big plans, Roxy? Are you and your lovely girlfriend going to be making history of your own? (laughs) You can't see listeners, but I am winking right now. Oh, my goodness. Wink, (laughs) wink. Oh, Rachel Shelley, you you saucy minx, Rachel. I'm me and my girlfriend going to be making history of our own. Wow, that sounds like either very, very racy and saucy, in which case I hope so, or it sounds like we're going <laughs> to do something really massive, like quite a lot of pressure on the day. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully we will be making history of our own. So I don't know exactly what me and my lovely, lovely butcher half are going to be getting up to. I imagine we're going to be very lovey-dovey. We're going to be saying, love you, babes. You're so great. Happy day. But to be honest, not to make you all a little bit sick in your mouth, we do that every day anyway. (laughs) We're pretty, you know... Sorry to be gross, but we're pretty lovey-dovey anyway. So we will be celebrating. I'm sure we'll be celebrating. I love that, Roxy. Making history (laughs) every day. Of course. We should all aspire to do that. That's it. In this household, it's half term. So I'll no doubt be in the car driving my daughter places. It will be quite a different, it will be quite a different experience. (laughs) However, it will still be full of love, whatever kind of love. And... Of course, it's not just romantic love. And I like this feel in the magazine that is talking about love of all different characters. So romantic, familial, you have maternal, all these different types of love. And they all need to be celebrated. And I love that that's all there. Even self-love. One of the first articles that sort of starts the train rolling, the love train rolling, is Krista McKenzie's article about Valentine's Day. Krista says... I'm a lover of love. And I just love that. That's so simple. Mm. Roxy, if only the entire world could hold hands and get on board the love train together, hey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on, everybody. Jump on board. Jump on board. Let's be lovely. And the next stop on the love locomotion in Diva Magazine (laughs) is Shah Bailey, Diva's feature writer extraordinaire. And Shah writes a beautiful piece on love too. And she quotes... Mama Roo, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? Mama Roo delivered it really quite differently to I do. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> um, 
What do you know who Mama Roo is, Rachel? I do now. Good. And what do you think of that, Roxy? Self-love, is that a designated station on your love train? So I think self-love sounds absolutely wonderful. Would be great. Sounds great. Maybe one day, hey? Um, I think self-love sounds gorgeous. And I think it's a great thing to aim for in practice, perhaps. You know, some days it's easier than than others. Yes. But certainly I think we should all aspire to love ourselves. And hopefully we can. When we're talking about diva readers and our community, there's obviously another aspect of the shame that is drilled into so many of us for so long. So then that's even an, another thing that is maybe part of your journey to loving yourself. RuPaul's line about if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? I love that. I think that's great. But I also agree with Shah that sometimes self-love isn't as simple as maybe an Instagram hashtag or isn't necessarily a quick fix. It's a process. And it's something that can be an ongoing journey and you can have times when you're really feeling great about yourself and that's fabulous. Then you can have times where you're struggling to feel that way. Um, So I thought Shah explored that in a really great way. So self-love is a designated station on my love train, but stand by for updates about disruptions. No, (laughs) no, I'm sure we'll get there. Disruptions on the line. (laughs) Exactly. Might have a delayed arrival. Yes. I agree with that. I think it is what you say. It's a process. And God, Mm. sometimes there's great days and sometimes there's really bad days. But I, I really don't think that if you don't love yourself, that you can't love someone else. You can give a lot of love and be quite tortured. Mm. It's something to aspire towards. Let's put that on the schedule for the love train and hopefully we'll have a fleeting stop there. (laughs) And I prefer the next quote that Shah does. The greatest gift you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Because actually I think that's, that can be challenging too, to love Mm. and be loved in return. Receiving Mm. love can be difficult if you're not happy with yourself. But that quote, the greatest gift you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. I think most people know it from Moulin Rouge, the most recent contemporary reference. But it was actually a song, I had to look this up, by Nat King Cole, which is called Nature Boy. It was written by someone called Eden Arbez back in the 1940s. It's all about hippie movement. And his name, dear listener, is all in lowercase letters. That's how much of a hippie he was. But he lived ironically, in the wild, under the letters L of the Hollywood sign. So even though he had no capitals in his name, he lived under the capital letter L of the Hollywood sign. That's amazing. Do you think he was just sick of capitals? Like just seeing the massive H-O-double-L every day? Maybe. I'm sure there was was more meaning than that to it. But (laughs) The nearest he got to capitalization in his life as a hippie. Ba-boom. He managed to get the song to Nat King Cole somehow and then it became this huge hit and was co- has been covered a zillion times. Mm. He later went on to say that he wanted to change the line as it makes it sound like love is a contract. And of course, mm. love is nothing like a contract. Sometimes you don't get anything back in return. I think ultimately, love just heals, as Shah says. Mm. Whether you're giving it to someone, whether you're giving it to yourself, whether you're receiving it from someone who doesn't love themselves... I mean, I'm being a bit of a hippie. Do you like my caftan, Roxy? Do you like my caftan and my <laughs> my hair in plaits and the headband and the big round glasses, smoking a doobie? 
<laughs> you look fabulous. The hippie look. It suits you, Rachel. You look great. Which is your preferred quote? Mine's got to be the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love yeah. and be loved in return. I think it's got to be that one, hasn't it? I think so. I mean, I love Moulin Rouge and I love Nat King Cole, so that might be part of it. Yeah. But I think it's, which I feel like we're getting very philosophical, but then you are wearing your caftan and you have got your doobie, so this is where it's going to go. Yeah, man. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. And life can be challenging at times and it can also be great, but loving is something that if you can find someone or something or some cause or yourself to love... That is, um, that's a positive, lovely thing. Mm. That is a nice, healing, positive thing. Yeah. I, so I really like that quote. I really like that quote. My granddad used to, he also liked Nat King Cole, and he used to quote that a lot. Oh. Um, so I'm a big fan of that one. Oh, that's lovely, Roxy. That's really beautiful. Now, I'm not always a hippie. We have the Emily Hampshire interview, and Shah talks about this as well, talking about nuance, Mm. talking to you as an editor all about nuance, and Mm. the media survives quite often on sensationalizing interviews. And I always feel quite proud that Diva isn't one of those media outlets at all, on any way. It's never like we're trying to get a gotcha moment in any interviews. It's always very supportive yeah so to hear people talk about nuance and shades of gray and as a culture we're so programmed to be binary in everything from gender to the Mm. political party that you support and the adversarial system in the courts and it's wrong or right or black or white or that applies to sexuality too as everything evolves this nuance of things not being binary i just i love the fact that that is mentioned by shah and by Emily Hampshire, Mm. as the editor of Diva. You must face that a lot. The possibility is always there. Part Diva. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Diva. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I'm glad that you think of Diva as a place where we don't ever try and have a gotcha moment because I certainly agree with that. I certainly wouldn't want people to feel like that. We want it to feel like a celebratory, positive, authentic, nuanced space yeah. to centre our community. I think it's really interesting because so much of the media landscape and social media is all about just picking a side or sensationalizing or picking out the most titillating thing or people always make snap judgments based on a headline when they haven't read a whole article, all of this stuff. And I understand that the media is a business, so I can understand, like from a journalistic point of view, why people would want to push the the thing that's going to get the most clicks or the most traffic or the most, you know, create the most commotion. I understand that. But when you're talking about people's identities, you're missing a lot of the point if you're just going for kind of the big Mm. statement. The big statement, that is a technical journalistic term. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And actually, nuance is where it gets really interesting. Nuance is where you're going to hear something new. You're going to hear something really idiosyncratic Mm. and particular and personal that you perhaps haven't heard Mm. before. Mm. That's really important. And nuance is so important. I'm also glad that that was brought up in those pieces as well. And here's another quote that I've stolen. I'm like a magpie today. Labels are (laughs) Productive. When I scrutinize something, I want it to expand, not shrink. And that's from a play called Best of Enemies. And that's by the playwright James Graham. I just saw it recently. The quote is attributed to Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal was an American political writer. He was a gay man in the 1960s. I could go on about how he was called queer live on TV by another political commentator and caused this huge controversy. But I realise, Roxy, whilst I talk to you, that I am guilty of exactly what Ella Gauchy talks about in her article. It's all male. All these men who did these amazing things. (laughs) I mean, that shows that I am a product of the history that I am given So now I'm even more angry. (laughs) (laughs) Not just the homophobia, but the sexism. What the hell? So now I'm furious. (laughs) There's a lovely piece by Nick Rosara talking to eight people over 50 about how it was growing up gay back in the day, as far back as the 70s. And I was like, that's my era. I'm the old person. How did that article come about? Yes. So that was Nick's pitch and Nick's feature. And it is a really gorgeous article. I think something that we talk about a lot in the team when we're planning 
the magazine is the importance of speaking to a range of ages. So not just always focusing on the super young influencers or super young celebrities or super young people. Absolutely speaking about them and and having their voices in there Mm. but also representing the breadth of our community and the diversity of our community in many different ways and one of those ways is ages so we're always looking for ways to incorporate more voices from um, older members of our community and then for LGBT plus history month Mm -hmm. Nick saw the opportunity to think wouldn't it be so interesting to hear stories of Mm. what it was like being gay back in the day or being LGBTQIA back in the day I just love hearing stories from slightly older people in our community. The messaging or the the way that AIDS was portrayed in the media and in society, it's so brutal. It's so horrifying, but it's also a really important part of our history. And how we are fed things as children, which we just accept. And then sometimes we realize when we're older that that was wrong. And that takes us quite nicely to our Beyond Borders. We're traveling on the love train <laughs> all aboard to Kansas City, Missouri, USA. And we're going to meet Heather Bunnell. And we're going to the Midwest where Heather is looking back to her childhood too. I'm just not willing to be silenced by fear any longer. I let my fear stop me from seeing my own self clearly for so long out of fear. My name is Heather Bunnell. I'm 34 years old. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, USA. I identify as a lesbian, late in life lesbian particularly. I came out at 32, got married a couple months ago in May. I did not have queer representation growing up don't think I saw a movie with a queer person in it until I was in my 20s. I don't feel like I lived a particularly sheltered life. I was raised by a single mom. She worked two jobs most of my life just to pay our bills. Nobody talked about being gay. What little I did here was always with the assumption that everybody was being presented to was not gay. Mm -hmm. They were talking about other people, Mm -hmm. not us. Mm -hmm. The only time I ever really heard much about it Mm -hmm. was in religious context, Mm -hmm. in ads on TV. I didn't really know what it was like, what it meant to to be gay or to be queer. (laughs) Looking back, I can see so many opportunities. Had I had some kind of queer representation, I probably would have understood myself much better at a much younger age. By the time I started seeing queer people in media, I had kind of admitted only to myself that I was attracted to women and and not just to men. But I was never really compelled to explore that. And I think some of that was related to fear, fear of the unknown. Fear because I never met anyone I knew identified as a lesbian. Most of my experience with it was seeing friends or acquaintances in middle school and high school being teased, made fun of, and called gay as a joke. I knew that I didn't want that kind of attention. I thought that if I was a lesbian or if I was gay, that I would just know. I would just know. Since I believed that, I stopped looking. 
it's funny to look back on the things that we thought when we were young. Most of the friends that I had in middle school have grown up to be queer. I think in a way we were all drawn to each other, looking for people like us, not even really knowing what that meant. We found each other anyway. I remember how worried I was at 13 that somebody was going to make fun of me, call me queer. I was terrified of increased social isolation. I was shy and awkward. I was scared. And I didn't really let myself explore that until I was 32 and came out to my family. Within a couple weeks, went out and got a haircut. I'd always worn my hair long. And I specifically went to a barber and I said that I wanted a masculine cut. It was the most like myself that I think I've ever felt. It really gave me the space that I needed to try all the things I'd never let myself try. It's wonderful now to see all of the queer representation in media and really enjoy being able to see how other queer people express themselves give myself the opportunity now even at 34 to explore who i am and i do it for the 34 year old me but i also do it for the 13 year old me that really wanted to cut her hair short and was too afraid to in my mid-20s i was married to a man deeply crave security wasn't in a place where i was willing to make any changes that would make my life harder but i did admit to myself that i was bisexual and eventually to him and i'm i was scared i didn't want people's perception of me to change i didn't want to have be asked questions that i didn't know the answers to i had no answers i just knew so that marriage ended in a pretty spectacular fashion unfortunately i found myself at gosh 27 and I was a single mom with three kids. I was actually pregnant with my third at the time. I was terrified. I knew the only way I was gonna be able to support three kids was to go back to school. I was lucky to have tremendous family support during that time. I got a degree in software engineering. For a period of time, I was working full time, going to school full time, and raising three kids by myself. That that was hard that was non-stop there's never a moment's rest and there's certainly not enough sleep to go around started spending time with my boss she was in the process of getting divorced i realized i didn't just feel like her friend it was a lot more than that i got on my phone and i texted my entire family thread i was like so i'm only going to be dating women from here on out and you can either get on board or you can be quiet. I'm, I'm not looking for any negative feedback at this time. <laughs> it's a shocking concept to 13-year-old me that always tried to be what everyone needed her to be. It was surprisingly well received. My mom reached out. She immediately guessed my boss by name. And I was floored that it was that apparent to other people. Sometimes I wish somebody had told me. I was so relieved to finally feel like the person that people saw when they looked at me was closer to who I actually was.
you don't just come out once. The last two years has been an ongoing discovery of realizing that you never stop coming out. I will go out of my way sometimes to make sure I mention my wife, make it clear in some other way to people that I meet very quickly that I'm a lesbian. If being queer is going to be a problem, I don't want to be there and I don't want to spend any time investing in that relationship. I spent too much time hiding and uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. Heather, thank you so much for sending that. And I know Heather said, you know, she found it quite cathartic. You heard the sound of the train. You know those really long trains that they have in America, those freight trains, and they go on forever. She is now on the love train. She is moving and she has got there. She got to her destination. It's a brilliant, relatable story of that journey. What did you think of it, Roxy? Oh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much, Heather, for sharing your story. As you say, Rachel, it is a relatable one. It's one that certainly I could relate to parts of that, and I'm sure many listeners will feel the same. Mm. Or one thing that's extraordinary about it is the way, Heather, that you shared that, and it was so clear to us listening to it, the epic journey that you've been on really and you did talk about fear but in the end the key message I got from you was one of strength standing in your identity as a lesbian having clear boundaries with people if people had any sort of reaction to that but you having the kind of the strength and sense of self standing true in that which I thought was so powerful and so inspiring so yeah that was that was brilliant that was lovely it was it was really powerful wasn't it I don't usually put music to these pieces I usually use the sound that people send me or found sound but I just felt like it was an epic film story Mm. that was told and you needed this rising Hollywood score to you know to make those words stand out yeah I'm not going to be afraid anymore she's now on the love train and good for her it's amazing and I love the fact that she mentions how helpful it is now that she can access so much Mm. where she can discover all these different communities diva being one of them which is brilliant so thank you for that heather is there anything you'd like to talk about roxy the emily hampshire interview was amazing and i love that found out a lot about her i really loved nick's interview with emily and one great thing that i think it covers is emily talking about queer body image and the effect that realizing her queerness had on her perception of herself and her own kind of self self image um, and it kind of comes back to this theme of self-love but I thought she said something really interesting about the moment of realization that she had been viewing herself very much through what she'd been told the male gaze was what she'd been told men found attractive embracing your queerness and expanding your worldview not just taking all of those things that are drummed into us at face value can actually be quite transformative for your own relationship with yourself and with other with other people. I was really fascinated by that. I thought, yeah, absolutely. Hollywood, from my pretty limited experience of being there, but it is like a machine. Mm. I can clearly remember meeting PR people when I was first on the L Word, people talking about pitching you and saying oh great yeah we could get you in these kind of lad mags in a bikini and and doing all that and you kind of go oh really yeah hang on I'm sure that's not really what I feel like doing I'm sure that's Mm. not the path to go but it's presented to you as 
this is the route and this will get you somewhere. And actually, in those days, it did get you somewhere if you did that. I don't know whether it got you where you wanted to be, but it got you somewhere. Mm. Again, it's like a train and you can get on it. And sometimes it's really hard to get off. You've become that thing and that's who you are. Also, the Patricia Field interview. Roxy, I thought that was really good fun. Did you have a great time? Did you actually get to meet her in person? So I interviewed Patricia Field for this issue. It was a Zoom interview because Patricia, Pat is lives in New York and basically Pat is New York like if you (laughs) if you don't know who Patricia Field is then she's someone who I'm really excited for people to learn about she's just she's just friggin awesome right here's the ways in which Patricia Field is awesome she is in her 80s she has fire engine red hair she is an out gay woman and she has been central on New York's legendary nightlife scene for well over 50 years. She was at Studio 54, the lot of it. She was there. She's also a costume designer who's responsible for like so many iconic shows and films that you just see everywhere that so kind of changed the dial on fashion. Like she was the original yeah. Sex and the City costume designer, Devil Wears Prada, Emily in Paris, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Like she's got this extraordinarily yeah. fabulous and expansive CV of different projects that she's worked on. And she's just like, she's just fantastic. So she's born in New York, lived there all her life. And she was just such a thrill to speak to. Because I always loved uh, shows like Sex and the City. I was obsessed with Sex and the City. Although looking back on it, I can definitely see the problematic elements. But at the time, I absolutely loved it. Yes, I did too. The fashion in that show changed the way that women thought about clothes. Yeah. And when I found out that the costume designer who was influencing the way the women all over the world were dress- was dressing was actually a gay woman that tickled me pink like <laughs> I just loved that I thought that was so fantastic yes of course it was awesome to speak to Pat she's got a new memoir out Pat in the city talking about her extraordinary life so far and it was great for the for the LGBT plus history month focus as well because she is a living legend who has so much fascinating history to share queer but also like New York nightlife scene the entertainment industry everything so as you can probably tell I think Pat is awesome. She's just, yeah. she's, she's, she's awesome. Yeah, she is. I mean, it's a really lovely piece. I mean, mm. what a powerhouse. Yeah. It's a really great photo of her as well. Laughing, like you say, with the bright red hair. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, she's awesome. There's so many great articles and so much more that we could talk about. But just looking ahead, next week we have on Pod Diva our cover star, Emily Hampshire. And then the week after that, do you know who it is, Roxy? The week after our beautiful cover star, Emily Hampshire. Hampshire. The week after it is the amazing Paula Andrea Placido, who plays my namesake Roxy in L Word Generation Q. (gasps) (laughs) It's so funny. Do you know what? Roxy is a gay name. Like it's just a gay name. No offense if you're called Roxy. I'm called Roxy. I'm gay. (laughs) It's also a dog name. I've met so many people. Yes. I've met so many people who said, Roxy, 
That's the name of my dog. My dog. <laughs> also a popular stripper name. So um, it's, a, it's a fun it's a fun one. It's a great name. It's a beautiful name. So yes, Paula Andrea Placido. She's on Generation Q. Yeah, she's awesome. So she is one of the new characters in season three. She plays a young butch who is old friends with Danny, who's one of the main ensemble. And they are cheeky friends with benefits. And then you get to see her throughout the season as that character and that relationship kind of evolves. But yes, so Georgia Dimdor-Miles has done um, a wonderful interview with Paula and that will be the next episode after Emily. Yeah, she's also on that TV show Hacks, which I don't think you've watched, Roxy, but it's one of my favourites at the moment. I'm just loving it. I'm gobbling it up. It's all women. I think you'd enjoy it because it's about comedians as well so oh, great. Okay. so so the lead woman is a comedian who's in her 60s or 70s and then a young writer from Hollywood who's been disgraced and they, the two of them come together and it's intergenerational and the young woman is bi so it's all about their relationship and it's just funny it's just really funny I think you'd love it it's definitely on my list of things to watch so I'll certainly be watching that soon and then the week after that February 22nd we have the wonderful Munro Bergdorf she has a new book coming out so that is very exciting and you can also read a bit more about her in this month's Diva magazine definitely some beautiful photos as you might expect absolutely we love Munro you know Munro um, she's such an awesome activist and writer she actually used to write a column for diva a couple of years ago so we're big big fans of Monroe and all the awesome work she does definitely as always a very busy month ahead let the diva love train carry you gently into february listeners the last official month of winter Woohoo! here comes the train <laughs> you can ride the diva love locomotion in both directions on pod diva you can go back and listen to all your favorite episodes as many times as you like it's a bit existentialist, our love train. It goes forwards and backwards in time. Can go back and hear Jennifer Beals in your ear whispering sweet nothings. No, she doesn't whisper <laughs> sweet nothings. But you can cosy up with her. You can listen to Amalia Holmes. You can listen to Heather Peace. It's all there. We have such a huge range of voices on Pod Diva, and they're all brilliant LGBTQIA plus women or non-binary people. Come join Roxy and I and ride the diva love train. Gorgeous. Come on, lovely pod diva listener. Hop on board. Toot toot. All aboard. <laughs> love train. <laughs> oh, you're just rocking that caftan and that doobie, Rachel. It's just working so well for I'm you. I'm going to go and dance <laughs> in my garden. Gorgeous. Throw my arms around my hair and maybe even listen to some Fleetwood Mac. Do it. And move my skirt oh, around. Oh, God, yeah, Doodle-a-doo. that's a mood. Doodle-a-doo. Yes. Do some Fleetwood Mac. I'm there. Very nice. Peace out, listener. Very good. We love you. We love you. Mwah. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. In association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.